0: What's up to all my freelancers and creatives? This is Nathan with another episode of Freelance Jumpstart TV. And in this episode, we're gonna get into everything I learned in one year of podcasting. week actually marks one full year that I've been podcasting on a weekly basis. In my previous video, I talked about how you need to teach what you know. So I decided and committed to teaching on a weekly basis one year ago about everything I knew about digital marketing, about freelancing and the business side of freelancing, about how to market and network and connect. So I've been doing all of those things consistently now. The whole point of doing all of that was to begin to assert myself as an authority and an expert. I don't know it all and I'm still learning. However, me committing to do this has grown me as a teacher. It's grown me as a business professional and it's also grown me and helped me better and more effectively communicate. I've learned a lot in the past year in podcasting, having to prepare an episode and do it on a regular basis. Now I have a newfound appreciation for those who podcast because you have to come up with content. It has to be engaging, it has to be relevant, and then people ask questions. So you need to respond to the questions that they have, but you also need to remain true and consistent to the purpose of your show. This episode here, I'm really gonna talk about what I learned and just is gonna be more of a general overview I'm going to to make another video where I get more specific behind the scenes and talk about exactly what I use and what I do and the equipment and software. But in this video, I just want to share the lessons that I learned. And for you who maybe have not started podcasting, some things to look out for. But if you're already podcasting, then these things may also help you grow your podcast and become more effective. The first thing I wanted to cover is equipment. Now, I'm probably a bad example of someone who just got into podcasting as it pertains to equipment because I really wanted to communicate and show high quality with my podcast. This would be the first introduction of many people to me, so I wanted to make sure they knew that I was serious and that I had my things together. I already had a DSLR camera, which is what I'm using right now. It is a Canon 70D Uh, on top of that. Um, I also had the equipment to edit, so the software I had on my computer. I already had Adobe Audition, which edits audio, and I also bought a microphone as well. So this is a Rode SM7B here. Uh, it is a podcasting microphone. It really does a good job in capturing your voice. And under my shirt. I'm wearing a lapel microphone. So really all the things I mentioned, you don't need all of these things to start a podcast. But like I said, I was already using some of this equipment for other purposes. So for me, it was already there and I just wanted to utilize it. But for you, you don't need all these equipment. You really just need something to edit the audio. And you also need something that captures your voice very well. Um, This microphone here, Is close to the lines of $300. I think it's about $250 right now. You don't need a microphone like that. There are many USB microphones that you can pick up, which are from $50 to $100. And you really just need something to capture your voice. If you really wanted to, uh, you could even use your phone. But the whole point really is to start podcasting and start getting your ideas and recording your ideas and getting used to talking and walking people through things verbally. You know, after you record your voice, you can put it on your computer. You could even use some free software called Audacity. You can download that, edit an audio file, and get ready to upload it somewhere to create your podcast. So you don't need all these tools, but the one thing that I will mention is uh, people do care and respect quality. So if nothing else, make sure your audio is, you know, free of distractions. Go to a quiet place, make sure there's not too much of an echo, and enunciate because people really need to hear the words you're saying. The second thing I want to get into really is important is planning. So I didn't want to just jump into a podcast without knowing where I was going. So I knew I wanted to commit to a year, so I committed to sit down and just write out ideas. I looked for those ideas on Reddit, I looked for those ideas on Google. I looked at other podcasts that talked about freelancing and business and saw what they were covering. So I started to see common questions and common trends on what people wanted to hear. So that helped me just formulate a list on certain things. How to get clients. What should I charge? Where should I meet with people? Um, How do I write a contract? How do I invoice? How do I deal with late payments? Those are the things that I was seeing online. So I wrote all those things down and I plotted 52 weeks. And I wrote down a whole bunch of topics. And then I sat down and tried to group the subject matter together. Uh, you may have noticed that I have a couple weeks where I talk about a portfolio and a couple weeks where I talk about only marketing and a couple weeks where I talk about only clients because I grouped all the information together and just plotted out what I was going to talk about. So this helped me study one subject at a time and just talk about different subtopics. And it also helped me see where I was going. This was also good because as I got questions from the audience and people watching, engaging with the content I was able to insert certain episodes that I did not originally plan. So, this was nothing fancy. This honestly was, you know, a Google spreadsheet in which I listed out everything and the dates and I just wrote out everything I was gonna talk about. The third point has a lot to it and it's pretty much what channels should I use for podcasting. So, in my mind, I wanted to do a video podcast because I saw everyone in the mother was out there doing an audio podcast because audio was a lot easier. Video is a little more difficult and people know that, right? And not everybody can edit video or make it look good. So I wanted to differentiate myself by recording video. Now, I thought that was a great idea. You know, uh, there's videos. I was like, I can upload that to YouTube. Also, there are video podcasts on iTunes. So I assumed and said video would be the way to go. Video was great in terms of YouTube, but on iTunes, it was problematic. The reason being is when I uploaded those video files, they were 100 megabytes to 300 megabytes. And when people subscribe, they're downloading the video, right, and it was taking up too much memory. So I started getting requests from my audience to say, do you have an audio version? After a couple of people suggested that, I started translating these videos into an audio podcast as well. So that people can listen. Because podcasts just are more fitting for audio files. People can be on the go. They can be in the gym. They can be driving in the car. You know, they don't have to forcefully sit and watch something. They can just listen. But if somebody really wanted to watch something, they can watch it on YouTube or watch it on iTunes if they wanted to. Right? So, my idea wasn't the best. And I later switched to an audio podcast. And you can check that out at this link. You know, it is... NathanAlote.com slash iTunes audio, right? And that'll link you to the audio for this specific podcast. Following up on that point, uh, there's some people who say, Where should I put my podcast? There are more than one place to syndicate your podcast or submit your podcast feed so it gets out there to the world. Um, You know, there's Stitcher, there's iTunes, there's the Google Play Store, and then there's a lot of other places that exist out there like Acast.com and more. For me, this was an experiment. So I put myself in all those avenues I just listed. But the one thing that I will say is you need to put your podcast in iTunes. It just makes the most sense. iTunes already has the audience there. They're known for podcasting. People are used to it. Even though I have an Android phone, my app searches iTunes for the podcast feeds. So that's where an audience is. It's not about trying to bring people to you. The better thing is to spread your net out there so you can reach the most amount of people. And then based upon what audience resonates with you, then start focusing on that. So I wouldn't discredit anything that I mentioned. Maybe you submit your feed to Stitcher and they're more active there. But from what I've seen, YouTube and iTunes was the best place for me because I had video and I turned it into an audio podcast. So lesson learned here, don't skip iTunes. Your podcast needs to be on it. The key to a podcast and what I found is You have to be consistent. You know, I committed to a year and sometimes I was tired. I didn't feel like it or I had to travel. Sometimes I had to double up on recording shows, you know, record two at a time so that I could buffer out the content. So it's important to be consistent because otherwise people won't think you're active and they don't know when to show up. If somebody subscribes, they want, you know, weekly episodes so that they can hear you every week and then build you into their schedule. If you record an episode and then two days later you release something and then a week later you release something and then a month later, people won't know when to come to you. So you have to be consistent. Consistency is the key. Another key is writing, right? I've seen many different podcasts and other people don't do this, but this is a huge opportunity for you to leapfrog them and also get SEO credit on Google. So for every episode I record, I take the time to make sure to write out close to a thousand words per episode, right? So I've already recorded, you know, over 50 episodes. So if you count up all my word count, it's literally over 50,000 words. You know, this could be a book in and of itself and I'm doing that to differentiate myself. If you use the method I'm referring to, you can leapfrog people because this is how most people write their podcast notes. In today's episode, we're gonna talk about ABC. Thank you for the sponsors of this episode, ABC. You can find me online at ABC. I understand not everyone is a writer, and if you not writing notes works for you and allows you to record episodes quickly and not get burnt out, fine. But I feel like you would be missing out on a great opportunity to reach people on Google as your site gets indexed for all of the writing content that you're doing. And Google can't pick that up if it's only your voice. Most people don't think about this either, but what about the deaf community? Some people may not be able to hear, but if you have notes written out, they can always read it. They don't have to be deaf. Maybe somebody is overseas, and I have listeners that actually are overseas, and English is not their native language. So they may struggle in listening to you, right? But if you write things out, they can always at least read it or translate it in their own language and get an idea of what you're saying. So that's what I mean by writing out content. That's a huge opportunity, and that's why I chose to do that so I can differentiate myself. Another key is you need a process. When I first began, I was nervous and uh, I had everything scripted, but then I found out scripting things is not the best. And then I started working off of an outline. Then the outline led to what I wanted to cover. And it just the writing came a lot easier after that. So me, outlines worked well. I'm not sure what would work for you, but ultimately... You need a process. So you need a list of things that you do and check for when you do every episode. I remember when I didn't write down my process, sometimes I would forget something. I would forget to add a thumbnail on YouTube or I would forget to add background music to the episode. You know, something like that. Or I would forget to spell check and I'd have something spelled wrong, right? So you need a process just for you or somewhat of a checklist that you go through every episode So it's just easier for you, serves as a reminder, you can record episodes quicker. For your podcast, don't keep doing the same old thing. You need to try new things, try new methods. You know, for me, normally the format of the show is I'm talking to you. We're having a conversation. I'm sharing my life. I'm sharing what I've learned. I'm sharing business tips, all these things. But that's the regular format of the show. But you should still try things. You know, I had an episode where... I drove around with the GoPro and we're in the car and I was walking places and touring the city. I had an episode where I was on a road trip and I recorded myself driving and just talking and sharing my thoughts. You know, I had an episode to where I went to a conference and I reviewed the conference and shared what I learned. You know, you don't have to always give the same pitch. You can switch it up and see what resonates with people. One thing I learned from just trying new things is... People really enjoy the episodes where I had a guest on the show or I interviewed somebody. Right. So I know for the future, I'm probably going to start talking to more people and interviewing more people and having them on the show. So it's not always just me talking. I can switch it up so that people know I'm trying new things and also, you know, taking feedback and implementing it. Honestly, rankings doesn't matter. Um, That's another point. Uh, That sounds crazy, but it's true. When I first started, I was obsessed with getting on iTunes, asking people to write me reviews because I was trying to get a new and noteworthy so that I ranked on the homepage of iTunes. This, that, and the other. That stuff is important, but it's not all. The more important thing, honestly, as I mentioned earlier, is to be consistent and your audience will find you, right? But you have to give them an opportunity to. So Put yourself out there. Like I mentioned, I'm on YouTube. I tweeted things, I shared things on Facebook. You know, Even here and there just to test things out. I paid for ads to show certain videos out there. You know, I just put myself out there and gave people an opportunity to find the content. But also I found when people found me, they really liked the video. So even though I was pushing and forcing and hoping to get ranked because I wanted people to find me, my show was different. I don't need everyone under the sun to find and watch my videos or listen to my podcast. I needed the right type of people to watch my podcast. The right people are those interested in creating their own business or those who are freelancing or those who are beginners, those who are vets, you know, designers. That's the type of audience I want. I want a type of audience of people who are going to take the information I'm giving and take action. I don't want everyone under the sun that listens to it and says, oh, that's nice. I want people who are serious and I want people who are inquisitive so that we can learn and grow together. That's who I'm targeting. That's who I want. So if you have a podcast or you're starting one, it's good to get a lot of people, but you want to make sure you have the right people. Following up on that point, I mentioned people would find me later on, not when I really intended them to. I learned that people like to binge. I don't know where this came from. Maybe it's because of Netflix and how people consume content. But there are people who subscribe and they listen every week, but there are other people who said, Nathan, I found your videos. I listened to 20 today. I'm listening to 14 tomorrow and 10 the next day. So there are different types of people who take in information different ways. So if no one is subscribing, that's okay. But you need to be around long enough so that when people find you, then they can continually consume all of your content at once. Or, you know, go at their own pace. You know, my second to last point would be you need to podcast in seasons. This doesn't contradict what I said earlier. Consistency is key. So, whatever you commit to, you need to make sure you hit those days. But also, you need to podcast in seasons. You can't always podcast and not observe what's going on. Every now and then, you need to take a step back and say, what is going on my podcast, is it working? Do I need to change something? Do I need to take a week to email my audience and ask them, is it working? Taking a step back will really allow you to work on the podcast and see what you need to change or maybe it's time for an equipment upgrade somewhere. You really can't see that when you're in it because a lot of your time is spent creating the content. Take the time to take a step back and evaluate if what you're doing is worth it or you need to change something. An example of somebody who did this well is Caleb Wojcik. He was podcasting and doing a video podcast. And he's one of the people who actually inspired me to do one. But he kept doing shows and kept taking his time with this. And he's like, it's a lot of work to do audio, video. And he was even doing YouTube and engaging with the audience. So he thought it was best to drop his audio podcast. Now, I got a lot of value out of that and I enjoyed it. But he made a point that is true. He said, a lot of things that I do are based upon video and how to get lighting right. And a lot of things he did were very descriptive and visual. So for him to try to do that in the audio podcast, it didn't make sense. So he dropped the audio, paused it for a moment, and just focused solely on video. You can do that. Whatever works for you. Me personally, I want to keep the videos going and it's looking like they're going to stay. But... Regardless, there are certain things I may need to do and tweak about what I'm doing. So t- take a step back and podcasting in seasons will allow you to do that. If you made it this far in the video, I'm gonna just give you a hand. You stayed with me this long, thank you. This video is a little longer than normal, but I just wanted to share everything. But the last point I have is to be yourself. I'm not sure if everybody realizes, maybe my friends do, but on this podcast, I have really Held back my personality. I am very goofy. I am very animated. I tell jokes all the time and I like, you know, doing voices. I'm very goofy, but I had to dial it back for this podcast. And the main reason was this podcast is about business. Business is not always comedy, right? They always have people that are on YouTube or wherever, you know, they're over the top in their personality. And, you know, I'm kind of naturally goofy and funny and I like to tell stories, but that doesn't mean I need to do that every time. You know, these videos that I have, people want to quickly get the information and apply it. So I can't really fill it with a lot of fluff just because I want to be funny. In the future, yes, you will probably see a lot more of my personality and you'll probably see that come out more. But I will say, you know, in an effort to be yourself, Don't try that so hard that you're distracting people from the main purpose of the video. So if the main purpose of my video is for people to learn, then I need to teach. I don't need to be goofy all the time because the main purpose of these videos are not to make people laugh. Sure, I can make people laugh. Sure, I can teach them. Sure, I can bring that together. But I have to do that in a way that makes sense. Thank you for taking the time to check out this episode. I greatly appreciate it and thank you. This episode was a little longer. But I was trying to share everything I learned in one year of podcasting, and I could go longer, but I want to be respectful of your time. As always, there are show notes for this particular episode, so you can go to slash 52 because this is the anniversary of Freelance Jumpstart TV. Honestly and truly, I want to thank everybody for listening to this thus far. Um, As I mentioned, there was a time when I was recording these that I honestly felt like quitting, and I'm probably going to do a whole episode about this, but there was a time where I felt like quitting because I was tired, I didn't know if it was really helping anybody. People weren't necessarily saying, thank you, Nathan. People would watch a video and I wouldn't know if it was good or not. People listen to a podcast, I wouldn't know if it was good or not, but they were solid admirers, but I remember feeling like I was about to quit. Then I watched an old video that I did talking about why no one cares, but you're really making a difference. So I encouraged myself in the past, but it was things like that that helped me going, and the people that reached out and said, Hey, I really enjoy your videos. Thanks. You know, small comments like that encouraged me to keep going. So now I can truly say in one year, I've gotten 13,000 listens. So 13,000 times somebody stopped to listen to what it is that I had to say. So if nothing else, sure, I don't have a million downloads or anything like that, but I'm satisfied with one year getting 13,000 listens. If you really think about it, that is simply getting a 1,000 listens a month for the most part. That is great and that really puts things into perspective and I'm going to keep creating Great videos and great content like this, and I just wanted to say thank you. Until the next video, I will catch you later. See ya.